You are listening to WERA 96.7 FM, Arlington, Virginia. This is your girl Yazzie Speaks on another episode of Millennial Minds. This evening, we have three distinguished gentlemen, Mr. Darius Baxter, Mr. Troy Bullock, and Mr. Danny Wright of Good. Hi, gentlemen. How you doing? How you doing? Okay. (laughs) Happy to be here. I I looked at your looked at the good website and I read a little bit about your personal stories and what you all do to um, help to prevent violence in Washington, D.C. or the DMV um, and to also help people to get out of break the cycles of poverty. So if you just could tell us where each of you are from and um, how you all and why you all decided to start good. Wow. Well. That's a long story. I think we may take up the whole interview with just this, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> Troy Bullock was born and raised um, in southeast D.C. by way of Prince George's County. Um, parents had me. Dad was 17. Mom was 19. Uh, Mom wasn't supposed to have any kids because she had sickle cell. Um, this was in the 1990s, so Dad's 17, having to having to deal deal with you know me and and raising a kid in the 90s that led him in the you know, selling drugs in the 90s and, and thereafter. Uh, mom wasn't supposed to have kids, so after she had me and my two little brothers, she was sick, man. So that led us to, you know, homelessness uh, and a lot of, you know, a lot of pain, a lot of instances where I found myself um, being robbed, being threatened by by those things that, you know, our communities are plagued with. Um, but luckily I was, I was able to use football um, and get to where I, where, uh, where I am today. Um, mm-hmm. Met these two de- two guys playing football at Georgetown, but they have their own stories. But that's where we started, Georgetown. Okay, University. and Troy, you grew up in D.C. Yes. Okay, where yeah. in D.C.? So near Eastover. Nobody knows where Eastover is, um, okay. but Southeast D.C. Ward Eight. Yeah. Danny, man, Danny Wright, Uptown kid. Uptown, uptown, uptown. uptown. <laughs> so. you, know, you know it, you know it. That's what we used to get clowns. Mm-hmm. We used to get clowns. Far from soft, uh-huh. far from soft. Uh, but yeah, similar to Troy, you know, I was born here in D.C. My mom was pregnant with me at 14. My dad uh, was 15. My dad was in the streets, you know. Um, and my mom, you know, had a lot of difficulties, you know, when she had me being a 14, 15-year-old child really and my parents were you know still in high school 10th grade so um the good thing about them having me so young um kind of snapped in their head that 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 things needed to change right and so um in raising me you know in their impoverished situations um they were able to to really instill discipline in me and make sure that I went to school and make sure you know I did my work and I played sports and make sure that I had all the opportunities that that they weren't afforded. And so, you know, I, I like to think that I'm the exception to the rule. Um, and so that's why I do this work. You know, I was able to overcome a lot with my parents um, and a lot of hardships that my dad been in the streets and my mom not really having much support and, and having to leave the house when she had me and, and figure some things out on her own. So, you know, for me, I, I see my parents and a lot of kids that we work with, right? Um, and if I wasn't blessed, if I wasn't an exception to the rule, I'd, I'd be out there in the streets with like one of our young men who are locked up somewhere. So mm. that's why I do what I do. Hey, everybody. Uh, my name is Darius, Darius Baxter. Uh, I'm similar to Danny and Troy. I'm a product of Washington, D.C. Uh, lived in a, a neighborhood called Hillcrest. I don't know if you know what that is. Mm-mm. Where is it? It's in, it's in, it's in Ward 7. It's, okay. 
It's over by off of Pennsylvania Avenue. It's right before you cross over into the Maryland line. It's been my entire life bouncing back and forth between there and PG County, an even smaller town called Akakeek, Maryland. I don't know. If I've it, heard of Akakeek. heard of Akakeek? I have. Not a lot of people have heard of Akakeek. I'm, I'm proud mm-hmm. of you for that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's not really a back and forth. It's kind of like a long drive, if I would say. Yeah, a, a journey. <laughs> I, was, I was a journeyman as a child. Uh, but uh, growing up, uh, was was in many ways like I, I reflect on the beginning of my life and in many ways it was bliss like I was living your, your, your stereotypical American life like we didn't have the white picket fence but you know like living up living in the suburbs mom and dad at home uh, but then my father decided uh, he wanted to do something a little bit different um, which actually ended up in his demise he actually ended up getting shot when I was nine years he was crazy um, and he died, which thrust uh, my mother, my brother, and I on a path uh, that was a, a lot different, um, to say the least. We ended up being homeless at certain points. Uh, I saw for the first time uh, what it meant to be poor. And I think that experience was really eye-opening for me because I had something to compare it to. Like, it wasn't like I was born into this lifestyle that uh, I, I knew no different. I knew I knew it was different. I knew something was wrong. Um, and in those moments, um, I always made a commitment as a child. I said, you know, when I get older and I'm able to provide for myself, I'm going to make it so that my kids never have to go through this ever again. Um, and by the grace of God, I uh, was able to, to meet these two guys. And I guess you can say the rest is history as we went on and started to build good up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you all for being vulnerable and sharing your stories. And I'm sure that you do it often. <laughs> because you all are the face and the spokespersons of good. Um, no, this is the first time. This is the first time that you're sharing your stories? Yeah. Oh, we got an exclusive. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, Just for you. <laughs> listen, I appreciate it. And I, <laughs> I, no, no. I mean, it says, it says a lot about who each of you are and where you come from. And, um, it's, it, I think that it means a lot for, DMV youth as you all work with every day to see you coming from places that they are either growing up in or they grew up in and from homelessness to fathers dying you know incarceration um, you all are the representation of breaking all of those cycles so so tell tell us how you all met and then how the development of good you know started to take place it's crazy. We met. We met on the football field. We we actually played against each other in high school. In high school football. Oh, okay. Um, but we didn't really know each other like that. We did. Knew you all go to other. different high schools. Yeah, three three different high wow. schools in DC. But we played against each other in the same. Shout league. out McNamara. Okay, McNamara. Best yeah. school. Best yeah. school in the city. <laughs> like in arts and arts. arts. They yeah. got the best arts stuff for sure. But Is football. That the, it was that's just, the first compliment like, you've ever given to McNamara. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we didn't do arts. We was too busy at the championship. Anyway, and what high schools did, did Danny and Troy high schools did you go? Saint to? John's. I don't even gotta. I don't even gotta address the McNamara. The shade is real. The shade is real right now. You know, every school doesn't have a multi-billionaire backing them. You know, we're doing what we can. <laughs> well, well, we you have. know what? They need to. They need to. They need to put some multi-billionaires out. Ain't that right? There you go. <laughs> Transferred. Did he even graduate from Saint John's? What, is that? what does that say? Did Kevin Plank graduate from Saint John's? Answer the question. Did he? Did he graduate? 
graduate from St. John's. He's absolutely right. <laughs> did, he, did, he, did he graduate? Well, you all are definitely and on the track get, to becoming billionaires. Whether he graduated or yeah. not, he's definitely giving St. John's money, which means that mm-hmm. the school that speaks for that speaks for the school. Whether he graduated there from that, if he's giving that much money to the school, what does that say about the school? Fake news. Yeah, uh, yeah. I went to Dematha, and they they didn't win no championships. Who's in the high school? So let's just keep oh, this conversation man. going. <laughs> <laughs> But it didn't matter because we all ended up at the same school, Georgetown, on the same team, on the same, you know, field. So um, mm-hmm. that's where we met and became good friends after that. Mm-hmm. And what know. did each of you study? I was sociology. Okay. Like yeah. Martin Luther King. Yep, just like Martin Luther King. Yeah. <laughs> Danny Wright was a government major. In oh, government. Double minor in economics and environmental studies. I thought I was going save to the, save the planet one day, you know. Well, you're def- you're still saving the planet in a, a just different way. In know. a different way. I just thought I was gonna do like renewable energy, you know, sustainable cities. You know, I had like a whole. It's not too late though. Uh, well, what did you major in, Darius? I was a a women's and gender studies. Um, Interesting. Mo- a lot of it's it's rare to find a man to study women he, and gender studies. He he would have. The Wait, you wanted communications? No, no, wasn't in communications. Okay. okay. No. Darius would have the world think that he studied women's and gender. You know, but that's he, not true because okay. because he really you know was interested in the topic. But I think it's because he just had classes with all women and he. Did that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, fake, you fake, don't have to news. major in it, to, right? Oh, okay, do, so that's do, a joke. I do not have to defend myself. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you all met on the football team at Georgetown, yeah. right? Yeah. How did that? I mean, so how what sparked conversation? Were you all just like hanging out on the team and just started talking? What you know to f- the birth of good is that what we're talking about? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, we lived together, so our senior year we all had a okay. house together. So it, it made it made it simple at that point. We're all best friends uh, had been out, you know, partying together, getting in trouble together, grinding through football together, you know, all the shenanigans that that you go through <laughs> in college, right? And so right. it just so happened our senior year. Um, you know, we had the opportunity uh, by a, gang, a guy named Frank Lunch to go on the hill talk to a couple government officials and congressmen about our stories, you know, similar to, to what we're doing now. And, and how did you get that opportunity? You know, got to take advantage of situations that you're presented with. Frank asked us to put together, like, a, a focus group for him. Who's Frank? Frank Luntz. He is a political strategist okay. and communications person. So he asked us to put together a focus group for him, and he was really impressed with the group. He was like, we need to take this this group to the Hill and talk to some Congress members about, you know, what's going on in your communities. Um, you know, it's, it's rare that you find uh, a white man that's so interested, you know, in, in learning about the plight of uh, a young black person, mm-hmm. you know, that they really take the time to, to not see you as, you know, like a, a project or like a research project, but like genuinely cares and wants to know, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so we were blessed with with meeting him and him being intrigued by our stories and really wanting to to hear about what we had going on. And he, you know, was so, felt so compelled to do something that he was like, you know, we need to take this to, to Congress and a couple of Congress members and senators. And so we ended up on the Hill this one day talking to all these different Congress members and, and we realized that to really help our communities and to not empower them, but to give them the tools to empower themselves, we really needed to to create an organization that could do so you know it wasn't it, we can't leave those those things in the hands of government officials mm-hmm. so. so when when did you all have that revelation was that before you spoke <laughs> to the various congressmen or after after, after. after. during and after yeah 
So what was that? Six months after we, six months before we were supposed to graduate and take jobs. Just think about that. I see. <laughs> so what was that conversation? If if you could relive it, like what was that conversation? Who initiated? Like honestly, what was that like? Honestly, we were in a meeting with with a congressman, and we were done for the day. And when we finished, and we did some some very good work on the hill, you know, portraying our stories. And, mm-hmm. and we walk out, we get in the hallway, and Frank looks at us and says, "Yeah." You guys need to tell, like, Teach for America and all these other people, like, you're you're not taking these jobs. You guys got to start something, and you got to do it now. I'm going to fly you to L.A. Y'all going to plan it out, and, yeah, this is what you got to do. And we just looked at each other and we're like, all right, let's do it. That's amazing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so you flew out to L.A. and then? We flew out to L.A. and didn't sleep for five days. Yeah, made a rap video while we were out there. Oh, you did? Yeah. Nice. Well, that's what you do when you're in L.A., right? Mm-hmm. You've either got to act in a play, I mean, act in something, or make a rap video. Yeah. Yeah. We built the company, too, during that time. But. Yeah. <laughs> or that. Yeah. <laughs> and he took us out there, and he introduced us to several billionaires, maybe three, four billionaires, and a bunch of millionaires, and people who, really who, who who were in different sectors, and he just, just threw us in the fire. We didn't have a idea, but he threw us in meetings, like, yes, they have this company, and we didn't have a company, but... Um, so that really taught us, you know, how to navigate, you know, certain sectors and deal with certain people. And it definitely paid off to this day. Um, mm-hmm. But it's crazy because initially we weren't really going to do the nonprofit thing. Just going to Georgetown and having so many friends going to consulting. We was like, we're going to start a consulting company, right? All these big companies, we've noticed that they aren't, you know, they're giving a lot of money. There's, what was it at that time, $364 billion mm-hmm. going into philanthropy. Yeah, we're at about $410 billion now. Yeah. yeah. Where is that nationally or? Nationally. Yeah, just okay. in the U.S. Yeah, yeah. And pop, the pop, but the poverty rates were going up along with that number. So we said, hey, why don't we start a consulting firm to work with CSR departments and large corporations to make sure that money is going in the right place? Mm-hmm. Boom. Then we looked at our age and our experience, and like, oh, <laughs> maybe Google is not going to hire twenty-one, twenty-two-year-olds to mm-hmm. consult them, right? So that's when we started the nonprofit to show that we actually know what we can do, create our own programs, get our own outcomes, and build our resume in this space. Um, so there was that. I guess that's the introduction to what good actually is. Is a bunch of different things, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I. I know you all do um, professional development, workforce development, yep. athletic development, social emotional development, right? So, so tell us more about um, what good is and what you all do and the people that you serve. Yeah, I, I think this is actually a perfect time to be asking these these types of questions, Jazzy, because I think in many ways in 2018 we had to take a step back and ask ourselves, what do we want good to be? Uh, not just what we're doing, because we were doing a lot of gr- amazing things. Like we run um, a fully service trash company that we hire oh, formerly incarcerated youth. That's amazing. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, all praise to them. They do an amazing job. It's, it's three young men out there every single day that are working their butts off uh, and they keep that engine going. Um, we have our camps um, that we run out of Ward 8. Um, we have our school programs. And, and the camps, one of the, are those during the summer? Those are during the summer. So we run fully service, uh, eight-week camps. Uh, it's all day. They, it's environmental. It's academic. It's uh, running around. It's water balloon fights. <laughs> it's everything. <laughs> they have a great time. Uh, and like I said, we have our school programs. Uh, we have our juvenile justice program, the Credible Messenger Initiative that we run with the Department of Youth Rehabilitation Services. Um, we were doing all of these things. We were doing all of these things, and we were doing them really well. 
Uh, but the question was, were we having the impact that we dreamt of when we were sitting in our living room our senior year at Georgetown? And the answer was no. Um, but you had just started it, though, then, right? It was brand yeah, new. It was, yeah, but at the end of the day, you got to have big dreams. Yeah, it's America. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm not doubting <laughs> that. You you definitely yeah. are big dreamers. I, I was just, yeah. you know, saying that that's what if it, you just we, start, when you're you, just starting, right, we, that's you, what you, you, it takes time. It morphs. <laughs> it, it develops, right? It's like a baby. It's your baby. Yeah. And now you're training it and deciding, uh, okay, you know, where what are they going to do? What school are they going to go to? Yeah. Yeah, we're just impatient. That's all. We, we don't have kids. <laughs> we're but in, we're oh, you don't. Well, single okay. and no kids, ladies. There's I just want to know. I want to put it out there. <laughs> okay, so Danny's putting it out there. Okay, everybody. I thought you Dan, said you're single and, re- and ready to mingle. You single said we can't sell no anything okay. right here, man. Uh, <laughs> uh, hey, you, you, you can promote yourself. yourself. <laughs> I'm not selling myself. I'm just stating facts. I love it. I love it. Ladies, his number is two zero two. Okay, so you find do. him at the Danny Wright. <laughs> so you all have these cams, yeah, and you hire um, young young people who are formerly incarcerated. Mm-hmm. Um, so you mainly work with youth, right? Yeah. No, that's so that's a little known fact about about good man. We work with all ages. We work with kids in our camps as young as six, and looking at our incredible messenger program, we work with parents as old as 65. Mm-hmm. So know? I hear you say credible messenger. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I'm not extremely familiar with it, but I yeah. do know that that has a connection to DYRS. Yep. So if you could just share with us like what DYRS is for those who don't know for sure. and the work that you all do along, along with or yeah. Yeah. With, with DYRS. Well, DYRS is the Department of Youth Rehabilitation Services. So they are a D.C. government agency that manages all of the youth who are, i.e., committed, um, well, quote, committed, which is mean they, they, they committed a crime and they're under juvenile supervision. Um, so in partnership with them, we, we started the Credible Mesture Initiative um, two years back in 2016, um, which is a mentorship program not only for the youth but also for the families. Um, the dynamic has now shifted from, from punishment to to love and, mm-hmm. and, and locking up yeah, rehabilitation right? and, and not locking them up, but rather putting them in the community and providing all the support you can in the community. Um, so that piece, you know, that community piece is us. It's, it looks like mentorship. You know, it looks like getting kids to college that have came off serious gun charges. It looks like taking a family who's been under the housing authority for 25 years and moving them out and getting them new jobs and, and getting them educated, uh, financial literacy. Um, it means taking people out of poverty. Uh, That's so, amazing. Yeah. You all are the 21st century superheroes. <laughs> like bad. seriously, oh, you all bad. are the faces. You all the superheroes. Bad boys uh, philanthropy. A, <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Bad boys philanthropy. The philanthropic Migos. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I you just wanted to do that. I know. <laughs> I know, but it's all good. I like it. It works. She's right. Before we got started, I was doing that in the studio. (laughs) It works. It works. Okay, so. Hey, play a beat. Let's get a freestyle going. Y'all can break out. I I got my little thing, (laughs) my little ching ching on. (laughs) Do you freestyle? No. Okay. Troy does, though. Troy has an album. You freestyle, too? Yeah, I got a a couple songs, actually. You're serious? Yeah, that's why I like this. Oh, my goodness. I love it. So, you all are just entrepreneurs. Just. Just we're, we're innately, you have it. You're mm-hmm. who? Creatives. C- creatives. Darius yeah. is a real estate developer now. Mm-hmm. You know? That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not Wonderful. a developer. I provide. I provide <laughs> low income housing. 
Really? Yeah. That is, wow. So, you all have a gala coming up, right? Mm-hmm. Good can gala. You tell us, good gala. Can you tell us about that? It's, it's the Met Gala at DC, to, to be quite frank. Fireworks exploding everywhere. <sighs> Boom! The cue drops. You have bands walking through. You have acrobats flying in the ceiling. And then you have kids all showing you their magnificent projects. The whole bunch of people in black ties. And then you give all your money to a good cause. Nice. Okay. So I'm, do the do I'm so they, moved. Do the kids um do they talk at all during the program? Do they perform or oh, yeah. or give don't, presentations? Don't, don't spoil it. Don't spoil it, well, man. Okay, I'll, I'll say this. Last year we had two kids pre- perform with our performer on stage and every honoree we had last year a kid said a speech and then talked about how you know their um experience with good projects was introduced to honorees so they play a big part in the show but i can't spoil the spoil it for this year we got yeah. some okay. surprises you're gonna give but, it all away man. Fund- fundamentally good gala is just a time for us to to highlight all the great work our kids are doing and, and our community partners mm-hmm. are doing over the course of the year it's time for us to you know uh, show our constituents and our donors what our strategic plan are what our strategic plan is, the outcomes that we've had, and, nice. really, and really just celebrate with our kids and our youth and our and our staff and and everybody that's a part of what we call the good family, mm-hmm. right? It's a time to ce- it's a time of celebration, and so you know it's a time we have everyone come together and just just have a good time with us. It yeah. Sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, have you ever been to a seated it. dinner yeah. with an mm-hmm. open bar during the dinner? Yes. Most places don't do that. They just give you wine on the table. During right, dinner. you're right. Not an open bar you can just walk to at the back like, oh, well, the media ain't never one of them gin and tonics. Yeah. <laughs> Make three more shots. I love you. it. So I, it's it's lit. It is. It's yeah. real lit. It's and you all do dancing and all that at the end. And all that. We do. It's the highest reception, after party, highest thing in the city. So when is it this year? April 11th, Andrew Mellon Auditorium. Mm-hmm. Got a couple nice honorees. Mm-hmm. Are we disclosing honorees? Yeah. Th- we got an exclusive on the Yazzie show? First honoree is going to be the guy we mentioned that helped us start this whole thing, Frank Luntz. Nice. Um, he, he's amazing. He knows a lot of great people. He's influenced America so greatly, and he's influenced us. Uh, Tom Rafa, who's also a Georgetown grad, started the largest accounting firm for social impact organizations. Mm-hmm. was just acquired by Markham, which is one of the top accounting firms um, in the nation as well. Um, he runs accounting for nearly every big nonprofit, so it's, it's crazy. And he's mentored us, and he's on our board now, so he's amazing. And last but not least, the mayor of the District Columbia, Mario Bowser. Okay, so, all right, mayor. Yeah, we're excited for it. Last question: great. You ever been to a seated dinner? <laughs> I love Danny. Is really like you with somebody selling himself, selling the gala. Yeah, you know, somebody just gets People. on stage and says, "You know what? This event was so so freaking marvelous that I'm gonna give." a million dollars to help the youngest in the streets. So yeah. you don't think they were they already planned it? No. Like to give it? No, it wasn't they, they, he, that's crazy. He was tearing up as he was giving this. That's amazing. Yeah. Troy was tearing up too. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. And then after he said it I was I almost fainted probably. Yeah, you started sweating wow. a bit. Yeah. What would you have told your thirteen, twelve year old self? Uh I and what I what I would tell my thirteen year old self, man, is just ignore the haters and understand that um the position that you're putting yourself in right now is going to like, help you so much more in the long term than looking around at the people that are trying to be cool 
or the people that are getting the girls, or every all the people that everybody think is popular now, because at the end of the day, the older you get, uh, the cream rises to the top, and, mm-hmm. and specifically looking at thirteen year olds, so that's right around high school. Like to all those young kids out there, like I tell you, like at the end of the day, your hustle, your grind, your passion, that's gonna make you popular in the long run. Like I was never the dude where like anybody was really checking for me or. I, even my teachers thought that I was going to excel. I wasn't winning awards like that or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I always knew in the back of my head that my grind was going to get me to where I wanted to go. And then I look up now at 25 years old, and I've had opportunities to travel the world. I've had opportunities to speak on panels, to be on 60 Minutes, like to even sit here with you, Yazzie. And oh, yeah, you're sweet. You butter me up, but I appreciate I, it. I hold you in high esteem. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. So I just tell my 13 year old self, keep going and don't worry about anybody else. Your opinion and the man you look at in the mirror is the only thing that matters at the end of the day. And keep loving your mother and be respectful. There you go. That's a good message right there. Yeah. Be respectful and be respectful of your mama. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just what I would say to people coming up and what I what I preach to the kids is just be open in communication. Raise that hand in every single situation. Like you're in class, you got a question, you need to raise your hand in every situation, whether it's work, whether it's at home. You, you got to consistently question others in order to learn more and grow. Uh, consistency is key as well. If you want to do something, anything, it doesn't matter what you want to do when you put your mind to it. If you wake up every single day and work at it, you're going to get towards, you know, shoot for the stars, hit the moon, however they say it. As long as you keep your mind towards the same path, you're good. So that's, those are my two things. Mine are a little more simple. I would tell my 13-year-old self, do it now. And do it to your best, your best. Mm-hmm. Do it now, right? I think I can. I think if I if I put my mind to it, thirteen, I could have created something back then, really. Um, and then lastly, what I would tell everyone else: Gen Z, Gen X, Millennials, you know, be vulnerable, right? Um, when you're vulnerable, you learn to not necessarily love what you do, but fall in love. Wait, I mixed that up. That's deep. Uh, okay, Danny. <laughs> Danny is like I would have went there. That was really deep. No, no, no. No, no. Seriously, be vulnerable um, and and definitely fall in love with what you do. Work should not feel like work, right? You should be able to do it any day, all day, night, morning, you know, whenever, right? And once you fall in love with what you do, then you'll definitely be successful because that's all you'll want to do. Mm. And go hard today like it's your last day. Yeah. I love it. Just look, it's it's like look at today. Like it's Saturday. We've already been at it already. We were up this morning working. We just went and we had another site doing some stuff. Now we're here with you. Probably have some stuff this afternoon too. And then we're working again tomorrow. Like, I love it. You got grind and it lays off. Quincy no Jones put the best. Twenty four twenty four hours in a day. You gotta wear every one of them suckers out. That's right. That's the yeah. truth. So tell us where we can find each of you, your your um handles on social media. Um, and also your website. Uh, uh, you can find me across platforms at Darius Baxter, D-A-R-I-U-S, Baxter, B-A-X-T-E-R. You can find me on Instagram at the Danny Wright, T-H-E-D-A-N-N-Y-W-R-I-G-H-T. You can find me at Troy Bullockos, T-R-O-Y-E-B-U-L-L-O-C-K. And our website is goodprojects.org. Um, you can find um, good uh, good projects on social media good projects dc all right guys thank you gentlemen so much thank you, thank you all we fun. just got an exclusive about the awardees uh, at the ooh. good gala that's coming up april 11th uh, april, april 11th 2019 make sure you go to what good projects 
Goodprojects.org. Goodprojects.org. Yeah. You can just Google Good Projects and it's right there at the top two. Very proud of that. Yes. SEO on fire. Let's get it. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> you are listening to WERA 96.7 FM, Arlington, Virginia. This is your Yazzie Speaks on Millennial Minds. Till next time, peace. <laughs>